0: Yo, yo, this is Treezy.
1: And I'm Nyaleezy.
0: And we are the On-Ear Network.
1: You know you've heard our tag at the end of this show, but it dawned on us that we've never really introduced ourselves, so we wanted to invite you to listen to all of our podcasts.
0: Right now, our roster consists of And Then We Had Sex, a comedy couple that talks about their sex life with an occasional celebrity.
1: The Locker Room,
0: where men take off their filters and say how they really feel. And grams of Snow, for your underworld and organized crime stories.
1: And of course, kind of movie critics which is our show, where we deep dive into movies and TV.
0: So if you enjoy this show, check out some of One Ear's other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Now let's start the show. Let me ask you another question.
0: Please don't take this the wrong way, but uh, what doesn't this consent decree say? What do you mean? What is the Justice Department unwilling to admit? What are the police trying to do?
1: The drug war.
0: Exactly. And in a war,
2: you need warriors. In a war, you have enemies. In a war, civilians
1: get hurt and nobody does anything. In a war, you count the bodies and then you call them victories. Is the Justice Department or even the Office of Civil Rights ready to declare that we long ago lost this war? That we've achieved?
0: Nothing but full prisons and routine brutality and a complete collapse of trust between police departments and their cities.
2: There's a wall in the streets tonight, and nobody's really
1: feeling all right. Hey, yo. Hi, friends.
0: What are you doing?
1: It's popular.
0: Yeah, man. You know the Vibes, Grams of Snow podcast, your favorite mafia, street gang. Drug-related, everything Rico. A cap. There you go, fucking political science. <laughs> Drug-addicted teenagers. All of that, man. All the, the white-collar crime. Like just all the fun stuff, the the, the 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 stuff that's really fun to watch and talk about. You
1: know. Yeah. With, fun is an interesting word, but I get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. It was There's just no other ex- word really to use that thing. comes to mind, but I know it. Yeah.
0: It's just exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're the podcast that does that, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm here to talk about the very last installment and in we own this city. HBO max. Yes. Praise God.
1: Bless. Listen, what do you do? What not you do? What will
0: Man, I, I enjoy, I've been enjoying the series a lot, six. Um, but you know, I think you and I both kind of shared this whole, you know, after like episode three, It was just like, all right, let's just get to the
1: Right. A Cab, now what?
0: Yeah, now what? (laughs) So, yep, that's that, man. So yeah, talk about six. And also I want to talk a little bit about um there was an accompanying an accompanying documentary, a supplemental document documentary that came out. I don't know which one came out first. I Mm -hmm. don't know if it was this or the documentary, but the journalist called Mm -hmm. The Slow Hustle. Yes. And shout out to Rudy Nerd on uh, Twitter. Um they were asking if we could do a separate episode for The Slow Hustle.
1: The Slow Hustle came out last year.
0: Okay. So,
1: 20, December 7th, 2021.
0: Good. So that was the preamble to this. Mm-hmm. Just to let you know, Rudy Nerd, we're not doing a separate episode for that. I'm sorry that I can't fulfill that for you, but we're going to talk about it a little bit here too. Just because it, 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 the documentary rolls right into how this yeah. ended. Yeah. So there's no reason to give it like its own thing. You know,
1: it would be kind of redundant. It
0: would be because it's redundant. about
1: the show for so. Yeah, yeah,
0: but but thank you for putting me on to it.
1: And continue to do those recommendations, guys. We don't we don't hate that at all. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. It's, it's good money because we definitely gonna do some clearance on it today. Um, I you know what? Usually we do the early banter, man. Forget about that, man. Let's no. just get straight to it, six. Let's do it. Let's get straight to it. Um, Wayne Wayne Jenkins. Is every bit of a dumbass that I thought he was. Yeah. Okay.
1: As dumb as he is ugly.
0: Yeah. He he is um I think they used the word brazened. What what word did they use in this in this
1: episode? I, I think it was brazen. Okay. I'm not sure. I just know that he sat in front of them people and said, I ain't do it. Wow. Even though you have me record it. And you saw it, who you gonna believe? Me or your lying eyes, right? Like, <laughs> my God. Then they get to believe, Oh, y'all ain't got no questions for me. You yeah. just told me you got nothing to say. Oh, yeah. No, sir. I have no questions for you. Man. Miss, you have no questions, nigga? Uh,
0: what questions on there? No. If it won't you, who, my nigga? Like you got we gonna it, Slim. entertain it. Who, who? You oh, got it, Slim. yeah. He's uh he's I I won't say guy. who,
1: but it wasn't me. I know. Right. I know.
0: So this proffer is we're we're done.
1: It's over. Yeah.
0: I, you know what? I had never heard of the word proffer until we did Cocaine, cocaine cowboys. cowboys. Me either. Now I didn't heard proffer like five times. Everywhere. There's a whole proffer situation that I'm hearing that's happening with this. With the
1: Young Thug. This Young that, Thug jump. Yeah. Oh and to clarify, the way they described it is the way that a proffer works. So like, I don't want people to think that people are in there snitching on Young Thug and Gunner because uh-huh. that's not what a proffer technically means. Mm. It's like she said or he said, excuse me, the proffer is the opportunity to decide if you want to work with. Right. It doesn't automatically mean that you're cooperating. Yeah.
0: Okay. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because it, it seems like a bunch of technical jargon. Yeah. Um. So <sighs> we got the sentences handed down this episode.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. And we got reference as to what these real people look like. And I get why they chose that ugly ass wig. I don't.
0: I don't. When could. they
1: were walking him out the house, that was not the actor Gondo in that red shirt.
0: Oh, I missed that. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about the mug shot. The mugshot was a low Caesar. I mean, it wasn't like it a was... low, low Caesar, but it was like his mug shot is yeah. not the is not the kitten play jump.
1: But when they walked him out of the house, okay. the the footage of the real person, okay. he had the ugly ass haircut. So like at the initial arrest. Got it. So maybe the mug shot later, but
0: Right. So they just assumed that this nigga wore this hair this entire time. <laughs> that Jesus gond God. that gondo wig is terrible. Really bad. Um so Gondo, I can't remember if this happened in the show, but I know it happened in real life. Gondo implicated Sean Suter.
2: Mm. Yeah, apparently
0: Gondo is the one who said Sean Suter was actually dirty. He's he's the one who confirmed it. So when the feds came looking at him, they it, it and they kind of like dealt with it in this show. Where yeah. it's like they said he wasn't a target. He was just like, Basically somebody they wanted to get information from. Mm-hmm. But he was indeed in their sights mm-hmm. based upon what Gondo told them that he was taking money.
1: Um, and that kind of fits into the things that they alluded in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was the second episode where he was like, you know, you ain't making no money out here. When he pulled up on him and his new partner right. in the garage. Um or even just like the little looks and comments they would give each other. Right. That that makes sense. That's not surprising that he did that then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tell you, man, that the the documentary, I wish to some degree I would have saw the documentary first. First. Because yeah. it made me realize all of that, like the what happened with Sean Souter was the most important thing that happened out of this entire thing. Yeah. In terms of a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um that's well, at least that's how the doc is presented. And, you know, these guys, they got their sentences. I think Jenkins got the most out of everybody, right? 25 like years. 25 years for being the kingpin of it. How much did, Al- no, Allers got the most, didn't he? Didn't Allers get like 30 years or something?
1: No, I thought Allers got like 12. I know. And then Herschel and Mark got 18. They got
0: 18, yep. Uh, Gondo got 10. Hendricks got seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maurice Ward got seven. And Ram got 12. Dang, but I think Allers did get 30 though.
1: Did he? Okay. I
0: feel like Allers got more time than Jenkins.
1: Would that be because he's kind of the grandfather of it all?
0: I would uh, yeah, I would have to believe he was he was definitely the goddamn Russell Simpson. And he didn't
1: cooperate either. So
0: Yeah, I think I he remember took it to saying trial.
1: that he did not co- he was one of the only people to go to trial.
0: Well, him Herschel, and and uh, Mark. Mark Marcus yeah. Taylor, yeah, they all took it. I think Alex might've took it to trial. I can't remember, but I know for a fact that Herschel and and Mark took it to trial.
1: Mm, Idiots.
0: Uh, Yeah. But uh, they get into a little bit of Herschel in the documentary. So the documentary, um, the slow hustle, it is, first of all, it's directed by Sanja San, uh, who, uh, who played, um, God, what was her name in the wire? She was the woman. She was uh, the woman that was, that got bubbles that was fucking with bubbles. What was her name in the Wire, dog? I keep wanting to say Trudy.
1: Your phone is like right there. I know. Like, there's a whole Google machine. I
0: know. That does these cr- I use DuckDuckGo, by the way. Okay. But what you write though, but um, yeah, she directed the documentary, which I don't know if you know, she's actually from Newport News.
1: Oh, dope. Yeah, I did not yeah, know that.
0: Yep. So um, she she's behind the documentary, and D Watkins mm-hmm. is actually like the main interviewed, you know, person
1: that explains his involvement in the show. Then exactly,
0: yeah. So yeah, so doing, you know, apparently he's like a journalist, like a ex street nigga, yeah, turned journalist, and you kind of, you kind of bought that up. Mm-hmm. The episode that he was on the panel, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, he's got heavy, he had heavy involvement in that documentary, man, and
1: um, he, he he puts his foot in anything about Baltimore. He really loves his city, and he tries to tell the truth <laughs> while still making sure that, um. Is told through the correct lens, right? Like I think the name of the book is "We Tell Our Own Stories" or we can write for ourselves, something like that. But he's got a few, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Kima Kima Gre- uh, Greggs—that was her Kima, name. Kima, yes, yeah, Kima, yes. I didn't even have to—I didn't even get a chance to look it up. It just—it it hit me while you were talking. She looked like she's from Newport News. You're absolutely right. Yeah, she bad news to the core. You're absolutely baby. right. <laughs> yeah, she a bad news chick, man. But um, yeah, man. So the documentary, there's a piece of it where. D Watkins goes a little bit into Mm Herschel
2: because,
0: you know, he was, he was basically saying, you know, he got knee deep into what was happening with this whole situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was just like, he had to, at first he had a fuck Herschel mentality, man, fuck Herschel. He said the first time he ever been, uh... Abused by a police officer, it was Herschel. He kicked him in his he kicked him in his ribs or something.
1: Wow. like that. Wow. Yeah,
0: Herschel really is like notorious. Apparently, on the streets of Baltimore. Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? He. It's funny. He kept calling him Herschel Her, uh, Herschel instead of Herschel Herschel. Please, fuck his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just funny. Like it's crazy how Baltimore feels like it's more the South than Virginia.
1: It is the South, and I want them to stop pretending like they're not.
0: Yeah, but it's like it, it shouldn't be more the South than Virginia. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, Virginia has become at least the area of Virginia that we live in mm-hmm. has become quite the melting pot because of Air the Navy Force. and such. Right. A lot of other places where the great migrations happened mm-hmm. got to stay really southern. Like if you walk if you walk around Chicago,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you might think you in Georgia.
0: Oh, no, no, yeah. Well, the Midwest states I get.
1: Yeah. But it's the same thing in Baltimore. A bunch of black people went up there. Like, during that time, yeah, but it's, it's a just, port city,
0: it's just weird because, like, you got to pass through Virginia to get to Baltimore, and <laughs> we're a port city.
1: Well, no, everywhere else, besides here yeah. and Nova, mm-hmm. they are much country. Go to Martinsville, yeah, go to Danville,
0: yeah, Dan- no, I get that,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. take your ass to Bristol, Virginia, if you want to. I get that, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just, just because the economies that we have in these hubs mm-hmm. that it's become much more. Cosmopolitan, if you will,
0: is it cosmopolitan? <laughs> but if you take
1: your ass down to Pongo,
0: yeah. we still country. And we now we definitely got our parts. Yeah, but they have like a whole drawl to it, though. Like yeah, I, I, I like you. the way they sound. Yeah, he kept saying Herschel, Herschel. Mm-hmm. This is funny. Baltimore, Baltimore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, just, it. He gets a little bit into. He starts examining the parallels between himself and Herschel because basically he was like, he was like, there's, he had a just a a big fuck you attitude towards him but he was like it's n- it doesn't make sense for somebody like me to have that attitude towards him because I've done a lot of bad things in the streets too so like if I believe that about him that like he's just this super evil person then there what does that mean there, about me there may there may be no reprieve for myself. You know what I mean, and and I thought that that was a fair thing to say. Now, now for me, it's fuck fuckhersel. You know, yeah. like even even if there is, I mean, there's plenty of things in my background that, like, I'm sure if if we talked about them on isolated incidents, niggas would be like, yo, you kind of a fucked up nigga. Yeah, and I and I would have to eat that. You know what I mean? Same. Uh, however, I don't rough up innocent people. You know, I don't right. I don't steal money from harder hard working blue collar people. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. He's automatically going to be worse than me. I don't give a shit. Um, but I don't know what D Watkins did in the streets for him to True. feel like he had to draw that parallel. He might have been a stick up kid. You know? True. So, um, but yeah. So he spends a lot of time, not a lot, probably like a good fifteen minutes out of the documentary, just being real
1: about Hershel.
0: Uh, yeah, being real objective about him.
1: Um, Still fuck him though.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Jenkins basically tried to step down from his position.
1: Because he felt it getting hot. Right. When that lawyer was like, you you, you think we don't know what you're doing? Right. And like um, Gondo was saying, "There's," or he was telling Gondo, there's always a Fed case, they don't mean it. And they're like, no, we told you yeah. they were looking at us. Like mm-hmm. All these drugs, go, you getting kingpins, you getting big dogs, mm-hmm. and you don't think it's weird the Feds never tap your shoulder? Crazy. They don't want to touch you. They know you crazy. Yeah. They know you're not good out here. Like... And it was interesting. I truly believe Wayne Jenkins when he says, I'm not a, b-, when he, that he believes, that he believes when he he's says, not I'm not a bad cop. Right. I truly believe that he ascribes to that is what policing is. Mm-hmm. So it's like just seeing that parallel and him thinking that he's Robin Hood is crazy.
0: It's very wild. Like, yeah, like, well, I, I want to know what the psychological term for that is outside of delusion. Right. Excuse me. But like, you know, is that narcissism? I was is about that... to say
1: my my untrained brain thinks mm-hmm. it could be like narcissism, right? Like the delusions of grandeur. This no, everything I do is perfect, right? I don't. But like you're robbing, like
0: how do you not? You're see setting this? people
1: up. Like what do yeah. you huh?
0: How do you not? You see
1: robbed it? a midget stripper, dog.
0: Yeah, L- little person. A little person. A dwarf, excuse me. Yeah. A
1: dwarf stripper. Yeah. Like. Wow. What are we talking about?
0: Yeah. You wow. You so wild that double D flipped on you, my nigga. <laughs> fam, immediately.
1: Y'all ain't here talking about that. That's my dog. Now what? You missed the Coke, by the way. Yeah, yo. Like all these pictures are great. Where's the Coke at? Yeah. Oh, that's no. Maybe that's under a baseball, under a piano in there. Yeah. You'd have missed all that. Go on ahead in there and look to the left.
0: Yo, he said, yo, fam, he sang quicker than daggone Gondo, bro. He had
1: like, been, he, I think he didn't want to do it. Because mm. even when he brought him the stuff, he was like, What am I supposed to do with this? Right. And he doesn't seem like an individual um, Jenkins that you can just tell no politely. Right. And it's over. I, when they walked in, he was like, Oh, I'm done. He almost seemed relieved. Mm. Like he was sing songy and smiley.
0: Mm. See, they didn't talk about him in the document. That's no. the story I want to know more about.
1: Yeah, because he just, yeah, we're cool. But you he ain't here to talk about that.
0: See, I want to know where he Is he doing time right now? That's what I wonder. Is he doing time? Because he might have, he might have.
1: <sighs> I imagine he probably got a lot of time off because that probably sealed their case. Because it's not just, because yeah. like Raymond said, everybody's stealing. Yeah. It ain't about the stealing. Right. This nigga selling drugs to drug dealers. Right. Like, and and like you said before, a couple episodes ago, you're causing a lot of friction. You're causing a lot of deaths mm-hmm. by the things you're choosing to do with these drug dealers. Yeah. Because these, it's a very delicate ecosystem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These niggas don't care. They Where's don't. my money? Right. So you coming in and undercutting people by being the person who's now selling who you're acting like the plug. You can't just you can't just go take somebody's like intermediary, but like the plug will kill you too. Right. The plug don't want to share his connects either. Uh (laughs) Like, Uh so it's just that probably I imagine he got a lot of time off for providing that kind of proof.
0: Yeah, and and then also I feel like it's an easy defense as a drug dealer because especially. If we're talking about somebody who has no priors, or if they do have priors, there's been time served.
1: He's a bail bondsman.
0: He's a bail bondsman. You know, um, there's an easy out there. I felt obligated to do this because this was a police officer making me do it.
1: Especially because they called out when we met his character that Wayne had gotten him, he did him a favor to get him out of something to make sure he could get the bail bondsman's license. mm. So even that, like... You're right. He felt pressured, of course. Like yeah. it was a cop. I can't tell him no. Right. On top of that, he helped me get this. I was afraid he'd take it from me if I. Yeah. So.
0: Exactly. And or if he, so if he did do time, he probably did something like two, three years. You know, he probably
1: got seven years. Did have.
0: Yeah, something like yeah. that. Vacation time type shit. A break. Um, yeah. <laughs> and 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 then you, and you're kind of smooth because all you do, you're just giving up Jenkins. Like you don't have to give up no other police officers. Yeah. Is, I don't know what these other police officers are doing. I didn't have nothing to do with that. He was bringing me drugs. I was knocking him off, bringing him back money. Mm-hmm. I was over uh, shit. I was giving him more than I was supposed to, actually, because I didn't want to do nothing. with. You right. know, you could come off with a mean defense there, right. like, your honor. He was pressured by one of the city's most decorated police officers. Right, which is true. Yeah, it's very true.
1: That's the shit that I was. And he do. was pressured. Uh, when he brought them pills to him, he was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. He was like, sell it. Right. He was like, I don't, I just deal with coke. Right. I just deal with white boys who want to party, a little blow. hmm This here is different. Oxy is not the game I was trying to play. Yeah. So.
0: So apparently they really underplayed. They really underplayed his involvement with like looting, in the show. Like uh, apparently it was bigger. Like, uh, like yeah.
1: I read he was like a monster in those times. Like, he started a lot of issues during the riots and upright not riots, excuse me, during the uprisings and Mm -hmm. the protest for mm-hmm. Freddie Gray, that he went out there antagonizing people mm-hmm. on purpose. Because I, I, well, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Like I said, I did read up on it some. Mm-hmm. I did see that Wayne Jenkins, like there were instances of him being the problem mm-hmm. during some of the uprisings.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I mean, so that whole episode where they showed him driving out to the thing and they showed the thing with the pharmacy, mm-hmm. It's like it's like they were trying to give us... You know bits and pieces of it without sticking there. Like the way he drove on the scene felt antagonistic. Like, yeah. Let's get out here. Let's do something. Like, yeah. You know he was riled up, and then you know them him just showing them showing him taking those two, you know big trash bags. It was like it was a.
1: Smar- oh, he got his money's worth. Is what you are saying?
0: Yeah. Like he, he
1: was knocking places off.
0: Yeah. Like he was. Like oh, he shit. was. Like he was doing some looting.
1: Oh like, shit! Like that's how
0: the documentary made it seem. Yeah, you know, like it was it was a way like it was common knowledge sort of thing. Like there was another lady that they they spent a lot of time interviewing on the documentary, and I think she was a journalist as well. And it was like, yeah, he was robbing pharmacies and this and that. And I feel like a lot of cops probably did that. Probably, he just seemed like his reputation just
1: preceded him. Yeah, they
0: used the they used the word they used the word a lot in this episode that I really like, bro. Like I, I really like the word cruddy. <laughs> like uh, you cruddy yo I'm not cruddy <laughs> that's like the perfect word because that that's the that's the word that you use for somebody that's like doing dirt in a dirty place like yeah. we dirty here but you doing more dirt than you supposed to that's cruddy bro yeah like that's like a layer below dirty yo cruddy
1: cause that's like even Ram and Gondor were like yo we got this money yeah but this dude was he was doing a lot yeah like and yeah. it, it I like that they showed the first episode what—I like when the last part comes first mm-hmm. for that reason. It gave you so much more insight as to what you were looking at mm-hmm. and to why he all of a sudden was, we need to stop being so hot. Because you got it, so you're never going to you're never gonna get a big break. You're only ever going to be a small-town cop because mm-hmm. the FBI won't touch your cases. Of course, y'all folks stop beating folks up now. Right. Of course, y'all look a little cleaner. But old habits die hard. Mm-hmm. After all that shit you talk in this meeting, after you yelled at the guy downstairs punching the other guy, mm-hmm. you go upstairs and you tried your damnedest mm-hmm. to ignore this money, old habits die hard. Yeah, they do.
0: I was trying to understand the timeline there. So he, they put him back on the streets after he was in custody? No.
1: So keep in mind, that was the first episode that we saw. you right. That so was like the opening to yeah. it, the speech, and then we see that. That was right before because remember after they went back after that mm-hmm. is when he got arrested. Right. When they told him, Oh, you gotta go talk to them about like a car about um a car accident or something. Right. Was right after that. Yeah. So it was to say he was doing it up until the end. Um, there was never a time that he was clean.
0: Right.
1: Got even it. when he tried, because the way that I kind of pieced it together was he had that conversation with the lawyers mm-hmm. right before that too. So like that was right before he got arrested. So he realized oh, y'all catching on to me. Right. I'm making too much noise. Yeah, Because at some point, I, I imagine even as a, you want to grow anywhere in your career. Mm-hmm. And I imagine one of the benchmarks of growing in a police career is being able to make those bigger busts mm-hmm. that reach a federal level. Like we saw that with New McNulty, mm-hmm. right? The idea of having a federal case is a thing. Mm-hmm. The idea of being the quote unquote small town cop that bring to the feds a thing. Mm-hmm. And he realized, oh, I'm never going to get that glory, even though I work in the gun t- um, trace Task Force of Baltimore and I bring them most guns and drugs they're not moving up the chain because I'm being too cruddy. Mm-hmm. Let me slow the crud down. Right. Which is why he lost his shit when the guy tried to say that someone planted a gun on him. Yeah, yeah they were lying this time but normally you do that's why you got nervous. Right. And you don't want people to come back looking for it. So, uh, yeah. That's it. what that timeline was. Okay,
0: okay. That's good then. Yeah, yeah. and they, And you hit it on the head. I think you called it well, when they showed the first episode, where they didn't show what he was looking at when they mm-hmm. robbed the dude, it clearly was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yo, the, speaking of new McNulty man, when he when they when they rolled up on Shropshire <laughs> and he was like, "Oh no,
1: I got your girl number. <laughs> no, don't worry no, about don't, it. Don't, don't even trip. <laughs> don't even trip. Don't <laughs> call you for answer. <laughs> How you know he he engaged? We watch for a while. Yeah,
0: we've been watching for a the minute, numbers man. four four.
1: Don't even trip. Yeah, I got it. I got it, fam. Speed yeah. dial with it.
0: Right. Yeah, man. Yo, that 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 had to been. That had to be a fulfilling moment.
1: You know? I want a show about the new McNulty.
0: He they were good, he had man. potential, man.
1: That could have. I want to see that story too.
0: That's that is one of the most interesting things about this show, and I guess that has to happen when you're only doing six episodes. Yeah, it's like the way that this started is nowhere like it ended. No, like, I thought it was going to be about new McNulty. Me too. That like. and Pooh. and like we didn't get a lot of the Brill story. Like it's like we got we got enough of it to see. We got enough of it to show the robustness of like how many the bullshit the bullshit yeah. right like the the story with black and then he flipped you know after they kicked in his hotel it's like all of this stuff it it existed and I'm sure that what it did was excuse me push the, push uh, it piqued the feds' interest and in their you know their database on this information about these people mm-hmm. a lot further but. It just—it was a non-factor by the time we get into the last, yeah, you know, the last trimester. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's interesting the way the way the, the decisions they chose, the lenses that they chose to tell this story through. You know? Yes. some of them seemed like they were going to be more important, and then you know, suitor, suitor's whole story—I didn't think it was going to be this important.
1: Not at all. His—he is the story.
0: He is the story. You know, like. So the documentary, the Slow Hustle, it spends a lot of time. Basically, his murder is still unsolved to this day, or his death is still un- unsolved to this day.
1: And there are some people who believe that it was an inside job. That so, the cop we see out there is the one who knocked him off.
0: Yeah, to me, doesn't really that doesn't really have too much validity because there's like video footage to to prove that like he had nothing to do with it. Okay, you know, like. The, the, so the way that it's happening in the show
1: is, indeed is the apparently
0: way. how it happened in real life, okay. where he went and stood in the corner. You know, uh, Sean Suter went into this alley, stop, 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 bong, bong, bong. And then he comes running, mm-hmm. you know, and he finds him dead pretty much, you know, right there on the spot, like dying, in the midst of dying, yeah. right? And tries to revive him. So I don't, to me, nothing is off the table. The theories are, like you said, inside job, he, a police hit. But mm-hmm. more so, a police hit because the next day he was supposed to be testifying. Yep. Um, uh, so there's that. There's just you know, general homicide and like the killer still out there, or suicide.
1: I'm inclined to believe suicide. Yeah, for lots of reasons. Yeah, like one, it seems being labeled a, a credit cop is the worst label you can get. Probably, mm-hmm. um, he would have lost his job for that if. If I feel like the rabbit hole goes much deeper than that fifty thousand that was on the center console, right? That day, um, I'm now questioning: Did he plant those drugs? Do they answer that in the documentary?
0: No, they don't. I I don't think he did, though.
1: But I I think it's more than that fifty thousand, because I, okay. when he, when he did the flashback of his wife in this little tiny room in this little tiny bed. But now they live in a house with a garage. She can't even hear from upstairs. Right. With this big huge bed, this big huge room. Um. He has five kids that he takes care of, and it doesn't seem like she works. Right. So, what I imagine what happens is if you get killed in the line of duty as a cop, mm-hmm. your insurance payout is huge, and she continues to get your pension your benefits. Yeah. She continues to get benefits, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um. That I'm inclined to believe that for those reasons and just the embarrassment of it all yeah he really was trying to be different it seems mm-hmm. but
0: yeah I mean I think um you know to me it's hard to say it's like it you know there's enough it seems like enough evidence on both sides
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, okay well I'll tell you the one that I I think is most off the table I don't think it was a cop hit okay that's the one that I think is most off the table but homicide to me is not is not peculiar right like mm-hmm. so and it was until there's a certain part in the documentary where they kind of like 2 years after he died there or the year after i think it was almost like to the day of there was some video footage that was leaked of an interrogation where there was a young boy who totally unrelated to this entire situation was talking about how somebody some I, you know, I guess like when criminals get, maybe they were locked up together. It was like another criminal telling a story mm-hmm. about how he shot and killed this cop, but didn't know it was a cop until the news. Mm. And it was the whole situation with Sean Souter. Mm. The documentary is very compelling, man, because I went after watching this. And and I, I, I got to say this, man. Um, shouts out to the team, you know, shouts out to the director. Shout out to the team that put this together, because that is a hard position to be in where it's like, you're telling this story and you have to tread lightly because yeah. you have, we have to give you, we have to make sure we're dealing with facts because we don't want to put our opinion into this. Because This
1: could be a dangerous story to tell for is, anybody to tell it. This is... It, if he did, because if he did not hurt himself yeah, and someone did indeed murder him. Right. That person's still out there. That, so
0: Right. And, and... and his fam, his family, in the documentary, they show that his his wife and his kids do not believe it was suicide. Okay, they believe he was murdered. Okay, because they're like, you know, I know my husband; he would he wouldn't chump out like that. That's basically what she said. Yeah, you know, he's he's she said he's not a coward; he wouldn't do this,
1: and not that suicide is cowardly, but that's, that's how she, she felt about it. Again. Right, that's
0: how she yeah. felt about it. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, and and you know, obviously, the kids feel it because I would. Imagine it's it's probably you know, that's gotta be hard, right? The Absolutely. Thing, okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't want to
1: No, as someone who's experienced that, it's it's yes, it is very you do wrestle with those did they cower it out. Yes. You come to terms with that it wasn't. Right. But also I had the closure of knowing that it was. So right. I imagine if I had the hope of it not being, I'd still hold on to you that. You would still hold on yeah. to that. Right. Yeah. So I
0: can't I can't falter for that. Yeah. Um and then they get into, well, first and foremost, if it's suicide,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the pension and the benefits are on, right. the, on the table of being lost, right? Like, well,
1: correct. Yes. Yeah. Because,
0: yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of like the thing, like for the family, if it's rule, if it's officially oh, ruled have, that it's a suicide.
1: Even they think it is, then they're going to, okay, yeah, yeah keep
0: going You know, you're going to lose your, you're going to lose the bennies. That's number one. Um. But then, I you know, obviously too, just the weight of that, knowing that mm-hmm. your husband or your family member did that. So, what ended up happening, and it showed us here that that Kevin Davis was not dirty. Yep he 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 was indeed clean. He was indeed trying to do something about it, and he was indeed being shut down
1: every at, step of the way.
0: Every step of the way. Which after this, I don't know how I feel about Mayor Pugh that was in.
1: Oh no, Mayor Pugh was trash. Okay. Oh no, no, that that was never up for debate. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She chose that commissioner because they were in, they helped each other with the tax evasion. Yeah, that's what came out like during the 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 whole thing. The guy. Yeah, Yeah. people in Baltimore had a, they knew that was the crazy part. Right. They knew that about the Souza. I don't know if they knew it about Mayor Uh Pew. I know people opposed her. But from my understanding, it was mainly activists for political reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they knew about the corruption part of it. Got it. Um, but yeah, they were in cahoots. Mm. Were, no, there was never a Mayor Pew train.
0: Got it. No okay. one was
1: surprised by her going to jail. Got it. Yeah.
0: And 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 she definitely deserved that. Mm-hmm. Um. Which you know, tax evasion to me is not a huge deal. Whatever, I don't, I don't partake. We shouldn't have to pay taxes. taxes. Yeah, exactly. But like, I hate, I hate that like people you go can to go prison to jail for, that.
1: for it. Prison, yeah. But,
0: but, but somebody like her, like, get her. We needed out of a way.
1: couple reasons to get you. Whatever it took.
0: Yeah, because yeah. she, she clearly wasn't. She's she clearly wasn't trying to do her best to stop what was happening in the. Don't city.
1: take my baby's money, girl. Yeah. he was taking it. That's why <sighs> that fraud was her taking from. Um, Excuse me, from programs. Yeah, from she exactly. was siphoning it off. That's why they could. That's why she didn't want them to see the numbers for it. Mm. So no, you can't ever touch it. See, because then I can't touch it.
0: See, and that is, is, you know, we we went down these conversations.
1: Yeah,
2: you know,
0: past few episodes, so we're not gonna go there. But yep. yeah, yeah, it's I I part of me empathizes with a Kevin Davis. You know, like he tried, he tried. You know, and he and he knew it. Like, yo, they're going to burn me Yep. after, after the stench fucking gets attached to me, they're going to burn me. They're going to bring in somebody else. And he's been very vocal. Like uh, the documentary shows that he's been very vocal saying you cannot trust the Baltimore police department. Oh, wow. Like don't trust anything that comes out of their mouth. Like they're it's a very corrupt entity. Like he's, he's been public about this. Mm. So to me, you know, that, you know, all right, cool. You know what I mean? There's somebody that. That is actually saying yeah. something about it, you know? And, and we're talking about somebody that was at a high level. Who saw it, yeah. Who saw it, who was in the middle of
1: who it. Who even so. tried to mitigate it on both sides.
0: Crazy. Yeah. So Alice got
1: 15 years, by the way. That oh, part just came up.
0: Got it, got yeah. it. Okay, so Alice got 15. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. So the documentary shows that basically um, when Davis got fired, and they bring in D'Souza, D'Souza, whatever his name is. That punk bitch he had an independent investigation done outside of the department Mm. and that, that independent review board came to the conclusion that Sean Souter committed suicide. Now to me, that's, I look at that, like there was a whole thing about it because the independent review board in like the, in like the summary of their investigation they fucked up a huge detail in the summary of their investigation. How so? In their in their summary, they said that Herschel basically uh, took a plea deal.
1: Hmm. He didn't. Though.
0: Right. He went to trial. Yeah. So, so this is kind of so the documentary basically is showing that like. This independent review board that has come out and said that Sean Suter's committed suicide, it was it wasn't airtight in terms of
1: facts. At all. Yeah.
0: So you you already know how that goes. If there's one thread on the shirt, it's gonna unravel the whole shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? So like it it's just this weird trap, you know, triangular sort of like thing that's going on because it's like I understand if your city is already bankrupt. And they've had to pay. I think that I, I six took, and
1: a half million just for Freddie Gray.
0: Just for Freddie Gray. But the the stat that they gave was the city of Baltimore paid sixty million since two thousand and fourteen for wrongful uh, police lawsuits. So you have a city that's already bankrupt, that's already mm-hmm. upside down, that is, you know, constantly there is, you know, the state's attorney is putting is holding. Police to the fire, right? So it's kind of like they should be. It's so you are so you have like people that don't want to be cops. Your city's bankrupt, you know. You don't want to pay out this man's pension, probably. So you have an independent review board to say, yeah, it was suicide. So that way you could take that off the table.
1: And if you die, and at least for how's this for my father's insurance and for my understanding of. People who work in places they could be harmed. Mm-hmm. Your payout if you die at work mm-hmm. is like doubled or tripled.
0: So so the family got workman's comp. They got a $900,000 workman's comp thing mm-hmm. from the city. Okay. You know, for Sean Die in the line of fire. Right. Yeah. In um, the line of duty, excuse me. In the line of duty, right. So... I could just see how the police would try to protect that or yeah. how the city would try to protect like, that.
1: Like we can't even. afford this honey I, I know he, someone could have killed him but right. but I think that he knew that and that's why he made it look like he died in the line of fight, in line of duty
2: because
1: mm. I'm inclined to believe all of that is a lot I don't care how strong you are how much you got going on mm. you got a wife and five kids you're taking care of who you finally gotten up out of poverty who wants to go back yeah. and if you've been a cop all, all of your adult life mm. that's the skill that you have mm. What do you do? And you love the job. Yeah. You're one of the people who might be trying to do it for good reasons. Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot. And again, like the guy said at the end, when she asked him, is that enough to one? And he was like, yeah, it's enough.
0: Yeah, it's Being labeled a
1: bad cop is enough.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I tell you, man, I can't wait till you watch the documentary because it gives a very compelling argument for both sides. Okay. Like, I, you know, I think suicide is definitely... A possibility mm-hmm. i can see i can totally understand why he would want to yeah you know um but with some of the things that they presented i can understand how this might have just been a wild ass coincidence gotcha you know but the way they played it in the show i'll say like it was it was striking out with me like what what did you see in the in the alley like what that was that important
1: yeah that's why i was like why are we what? yeah but they, they show him to have, like, a good eye to find stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it's part of the reason why we saw him working on homicide cases at all, mm-hmm. to recognize that he has a good eye for things and who to talk to. But I just couldn't—I didn't understand until right before he did it what was about to happen. Right. So it's just like, even if you did see somebody in the alley, so no what? way. It could be a junkie shooting up. It could be somebody running around. Like, right. why are we chasing this person in the alley? Like, why do we care? What do we see them doing? Like, so— yeah.
0: It, it didn't make sense to me, but uh, apparently in the documentary kind of shows this, they were on their way to investigate a murder. Mm. So maybe he thought, you know, he saw something suspicious while they were on their way, not too far from the crime scene. Gotcha. You know, maybe this has something to do with it. But even then, it's like you leave. It, it, so if the if the show was honest about what really happened when he was like, man, let's go somewhere. We'll we'll, we'll circle back in 20 minutes. And then he took him to his, you know, the post that he started on. hmm you know, that part of it to me is like, well, that's kind of, that is kind of odd. Like if you were on your way to investigate a murder, that's kind of odd. Yeah. You know, like.
1: Why are we there? Yeah. I, I don't know. Because that's also the place where he and Wayne had that conversation in front of that um, awning. What was what was it, a store of? The orange and black awning.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: Whatever that store was is where he and Wayne were parked and they talked about the money. Right. So to me, that also fed into. Oh, you you went to get yourself out of here right you stopped here and then
0: yeah I, I I can definitely see how the show is lean how how it presents more in that direction yeah especially given the information that is out there
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know I could see how it, it it makes it look that way for sure but it's just it just doesn't seem like it's that cut and dry, cut and dry man. Yeah. yeah there's there's a there's some, I'm not going to say it's some hard, compelling, super-duper compelling evidence.
1: But there's reason for pause.
0: Yeah, there's there's enough reason and enough motivation on both sides. Um, do you think Jenkins got enough time?
1: Nope.
0: Okay. I'm glad we agree on that.
1: Nope. And I know they can't give him a life sentence for that, mm-hmm. but it's just like, you ruin, I know it was Herschel who did this, but it's the same idea. Taking $700 from someone. Yeah. Ruined their life, yeah. Right. So, whether they are a drug dealer or someone carried a lot of money, or and there were some people who just had a bunch of money, like the guy who got his house appraised mm-hmm. and happened to have the money from the from the equity on him. Mm-hmm. There was a reason he needed that money. So, you're taking the stuff from people and you're just fucking up their lives because you feel some you feel incompetent for some reason, mm-hmm. and you joined. It would seem as if you joined the squad to be a professional stickup man. Yeah. Right. Or we talk about the couple who finally made it out, who maybe they sold drugs at one point and they stopped and now they flip cars at auction. Mm-hmm. And he finally got his wife in his big, huge house out in Bel Air, mm-hmm. like all of this comfortable ass shit. And now just because you feel the way about it, mm-hmm. you want to come in and muddy their floors. Mm-hmm. Nah, because there's no way to compensate for that. The people are not getting their money back. Mm-hmm. I never heard about any kind of retribution mm-hmm. having to be or restitution, excuse me, having to be paid. These people don't get to sue you. Mm. They don't get anything back from it. But you only get 25 years, which means you're only going to serve 12 and a half. No. You'll still be a young man when you come out. Yeah. No. Yeah. You. You. I'm sure people who hurt themselves over that. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who have been murdered over that. Mm-hmm. People who probably lost their relationships, lost custody of their kids, who have been scarred. Like, I've never gone through anything that intense with cops, but I still have anxiety about police from the stuff that I have gone through mm-hmm. with them. I can't imagine being that vehemently harassed by a cop, like, right. and knowing it's just them there to rob me. You know how unsafe you'd feel? That's crazy. Anywhere? Because then if you call the cop, what if they come and do something to you too? Yeah. No. Nah. No, he should never be outside ever again. And I hope they beat his ass every day in jail.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope he gets shanked. No bull.
1: Because they made sure, oh, that's the cop? That's yeah, you? Right. And he acted big and bad. Yeah, put me in Jim Pop, sir.
0: Yeah, you don't want that.
1: Sir. You don't want you that You a car. dirty cop. Yeah. And the not even like a dirty cop, like doing cute little dirty shit. No. Right. You was robbing niggas, dirty cop. Uh,
0: and you was robbing so many of them that you guarantee you can't remember all of them.
1: And some but of them in jail. Re-
0: they remember you, though. Yeah, they, they know your name. Listen. They know your social. <laughs> like, Listen. Yeah. They know your baby's name. Right. Like, they, they've been... They, you're the reason they're here. Listen. Yeah, so...
1: And they can make phone calls.
0: Yeah, that part.
1: Because the other cops don't like you either because you're giving them a bad name.
0: Yeah, Jinx is going to have it bad, man, rightfully so. Um, What did you think about... Okay, I want to ask you this question. So, they showed us... Him doing the pep talk like he did at the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. or the beginning of the series, but this pep talk was full of like the people that he worked with and worked for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Was that different than the first episode? That,
0: that's what I was gonna ask you. I'm pretty sure that was different.
1: I think so. Yeah. I think that was by design, though. Right. I think it was to show how people got there, like how they got hyped up to do it, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah,
0: I kind of that's what I was kind of taking from it is like one that. One, that every cop that's been on the street has been in a room like this. Yep. Right? Like, and and just like in, you know, that beginning, you know, that beginning opening monologue, you had the dirtiest, you know, you were, even though he was given really good information, Intel, you were being uh possessed to some degree by the dirtiest cop on these streets. Mm-hmm. You know, you were given your you know your words of wisdom by the dirtiest cop on these streets and that just kind of shows the influence right like yep. there was a point in this series i think around like episode 3 and 4 4 where it, that was kind of like the that was kind of like the moral of it which is, is that everybody has a beginning yes. and depending on how they started really dictates how they finish
1: cuz what if he didn't come across that one cop who told him fuck all this shit yeah what if he got the what, what was the name of the asian cop who Blew the whistle early.
0: I forget, but I know you're talking but
1: about. But what if that's who had him in it right after Academy right. versus the guy who did? You know what I mean? Because, again, for what the job is, he had potential to be effective. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Yeah. I know there are... Some things that we do need police for. Yeah. So he had the potential to be an effective police officer. Great instincts. Right. Yeah. Which can be helpful mm-hmm. if if channeled correctly. Mm-hmm. But instead, you got this cop who told you to be a monster. So you honed in all these good pieces on being an absolute piece of shit. Yeah,
0: man. Shout out to my man Al. Man, his pops a real G, real, real, real gangster nigga. And um, I remember. Man, I had to have been about 19, 20 when he told me. He gave me a jewel that I s that sticks with me in life. And it was just a very simple jewel. He was like, um, it takes a good cop to be a good criminal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it takes a good criminal to be a good cop. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even remember the context of why he told I was me. I'm about
1: to say, why would y'all be talking about I that? I mean, but he was just, it. he
0: was a street nigga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he was, but he was great, man. Like, he he was just one of them fathers that like. First of all, he looked young, looked good, like, like his son, you know what I'm saying? Like, he looked like his son was more his brother than his father. But, uh, you know, he would just sit down, give us game like that, you know? One of the
1: old players that drank juice and, you know, had good waters all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, run out, we run out, make a run with him, something like that, man. He'd break us all, get like a hundred apiece or something. You know, he was just one of them dudes, man. It's just really, really, really cool OG nigga, man. Yeah. And I remember he said that to me, man. And, um. That is just so true. Because you're exactly right, man. Wayne Jenkins could have been a top-tier police officer Mm -hmm. and really got and really been a part of really cleaning up Baltimore. And I'm sure he did a little bit of good in his time. But the problem is
1: A lot more bad.
0: You did so much
2: worse. And with
1: bad intention. And I think, like, to be fair, like Commissioner Davis said. You can accidentally fuck up an arrest, mm-hmm. right? Like who's like people accidentally breaking the Fourth Amendment. You can get out there and be excited and and the adrenaline's going. Because again, I know I can also acknowledge that there are situations where, even as a police officer, you are a human and you get to be scared too, mm-hmm. no matter what job you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are going to be times where cops may have. Yo, I didn't mean to do all that. Right, I forgot that we're supposed to do this. Right, in the heat of this, you know, and they're not super egregious, right? It might be you're not supposed to talk to this kid by themselves, or you can't arrest them for that, or you can't detain. You know, there there's instances where that happens, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that would have happened a lot, even with a quote unquote good version of Wayne Jenkins, right? Just because he seemed to be a dog out there, right? But instead, you went out there with the intention of it. Yeah. And that's the difference.
0: There's a huge difference.
1: Right. Because like, like you said, he could have gotten the same job done as far as cleaning up Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And someone like that, I feel like could have gone out and talked to people mm-hmm. and had conversations and been a change saying, look, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get y'all anyway. That's so it. why don't we have a conversation about what you need done? Cause clearly he can make some money, yeah. right? Clearly he got a let's get this bread kind of brain. Right. Clearly you can problem solve and you can mediate. So imagine a police officer and he live in the area. That's also my biggest thing with policing. Mm-hmm. You need to be in the areas when you're not working mm. that you are policing. Mm-hmm. So you have an understanding. Mm. So yep. he's around. You could have been somebody like, hey, what y'all fight about? What's yeah, what's man. what's going on? What are, what are y'all doing? Yeah. You stay out of, from over there. You stay from over there. You know that y'all don't get, stop, stop yeah. it. He could have been the person to say when he sees a little boy coming from work with a backpack on. Right. I'll not see him all the time. he coming from work. Right. Stuff like that. He had the potential to be, he was always going to be menacing and kind of, you know, right. a presence. But there was a way that he could have used that to, like you said, actually clean up these streets he claimed to care about. Yeah,
0: man. It's it's, it's really crazy, man. I, you know, and, and I get it. I mean, the greed, you know, the greed. Takes over, right? Like The insecurity. It, that part. Yeah, that's what they really showed. Yeah. The insecurity, the classism, you know, you want to, you tired of being joked. Yeah. You know, so. Pat so, Ron. And, and man, and we, and, and it's funny. It's not funny at all. Listen, let me, let me preface it by saying that it's not funny at all, but we kind of, there's a whole epidemic of that happening in real life right Mm -hmm. where it's like people who feel like they've been bullied or whatever the case may be they turn around and do harm to a mass amounts of other people you know just because they feel a certain way
1: i told you people don't want to be free they want their chance of being the overseer
0: (sighs) man that's that's such a that's such a truism right there but but you know just from like a a commonality perspective man like we can't let insecurities get the best of us, man. We really can't. Like not in that like well, I think we're all prone to being insecure about things, mm-hmm. right? But in no way shape or form you being insecure about something has to lead to destruction of a mass amount of people. You know, there there's there's a way that you can do that where it's a very self-contained issue, you know, or or I don't know, man, because I'm not a mental health professional or nothing. Like no, that. but
1: that's the difference between because I've talked this with my, about this with my therapist. Because I don't think that I'm an insecure person, right? But I have insecurities. And I struggle with how do I deal with that?
2: Yeah.
1: And the way she explains it is, everyone has things they are insecure about. Everyone is not an insecure person, mm. right? And so that's the difference, and that's where I jump on on the capitalism bandwagon with you, because mm-hmm. some. Like, he was embarrassed about not knowing what Patron was. You don't drink tequila. Why do you know what Patron is, right? Embarrassed about bringing crabs, first of all. I don't, that don't seem real to me. Right. The person who walks in with the barrel of crabs, everybody's favorite. I don't care what you say. <laughs> right. So, but it's stuff like that, right? It's about, I don't look how they look. I don't have as much money. And we experience that in our communities a lot. Yeah. And now some people go out and do some of the dumb shit these people are doing. No, that's a real. But I think like again, I'm here to be on 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 the capitalism bandwagon with you about right. that. Cause that's a product of that. Yeah. And we'd have to address that.
0: It is, man. You know, that that's yeah, that's a huge part of it. And and that's really at the core of it for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, you know, even down to Catherine Pugh taking her money or not reporting the money that she's making. Yeah. Is, you know, it's there's there's a there's a capitalistic or consumerist into that, you know. There's something about that that she wanted to upgrade in her life and wanted to uphold in terms of image status
2: mm-hmm.
0: that put her in that position, right? You know, um, yeah. That, no, that's at the core of it all, man. Um, the, they always say like the the love for money, you know, is the problem. Is is really the that's root the of Bible all. say? Yeah,
1: the Bible does not say that money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money is yeah. the root of all evil. Uh, Money's a tool; you need it, right? It's a tool to barter with. It's, oh. it's important, but it's not a personality trait. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a value.
0: Right. It's not an identity, my dad. Right. Yeah, like, it's not an identity. It's like a hammer, dog. There you go. Right. Like, that's it.
1: You can The more you have, the bigger nails you can hit. Right. And money is about time. That's what money really buys you, time.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. That,
1: that's really what you're looking for. People who want to make more money. And like a lot of money, they do it for the freedom of time, I feel mm-hmm. like.
0: You ever seen that movie, uh, Out of Time, Justin Timberlake?
1: Yes, where they use his actual currency. Yeah, yep. where the
0: time is the money. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, just, just that breaks it down right there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly what you're saying. You know, time is
1: money. I need to watch that again.
0: It is, that, yeah. that
1: That's a course in the destruction, of the, not destruction, the dangers of capitalism as well.
0: It is. I tell you, if you, if you watch that, make sure you also watch Gattaca.
1: I've never seen Gattaca.
0: To me, Gattaca is way better. Really? Yeah. Is it, it the
1: same kind of story?
0: It's it's not the same story per se, but you can tell it's out of that same universe. Okay. So where where out a Time is about money and capitalism and money and time and capitalism, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh is more about classism. Okay. Basically, it's 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 in a point in time where people are only their entire life is predetermined when you're born, you know? So like if you're born, if you're born with like health issues and stuff like that, everything about your life is predetermined and you're assigned like a number, basically almost like a social security number. Oh,
1: that's like that Brazilian show. I think it's uh, 3%. Have you seen that? I haven't. You would love it. It's, in, it's dubbed in English. It's really good. You should watch it.
0: I need to watch that if it's along the
1: same lines. Yes. um, It's 3%, but it's the same thing. Like, but the people in the quote unquote lower classes can move up if they go com- compete and complete these games. So I think even people in higher classes, but you have to go earn your mm-hmm. class through like this game that people in upper classes are just watching.
0: Mm. Is it, this sounds a lot like, uh, what's the joint everybody's watching? Like like last year, the, the, the Korean joint?
1: Are you talking about the platform?
0: No oh, Squid Games. Squid Games. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. It's not that okay.
1: traumatic. Um so Squid <laughs> Games was basically about people just doing it as as for sport in a reality TV show. It well, was rich people saying, and there was no real prize to be had. It was rich people saying, Hey, go do this, I'll give you some money. Yeah. You're desperate. Right. But it's like watching them kill each other. Got it. But this is really about this is how their society worked. In society you waited until a certain amount of time and then 3% of the people who go through this get to become the upper class. Right. So they pull it. It's like pulling your firstborn. Like they, they go and they collect the kids. Like, no, this is what happens. Everyone understands. Like, yeah, it's really good. Oh, It's really good.
0: Yeah. That that sounds a little bit like Gattaca. Yeah. It's like your life is predetermined. What you're, what you're able to do in your life is predetermined by like, your your identity and your identity is given to you at birth, okay. And you you're not allowed to step outside of those boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. But then there's
0: a dude who's like am, very ambitious, and he wants to be he wants to travel to space. But he was born with like this heart condition that like the doctors told him he would never do that. Okay. But then what happens is is that some a dude who was like genetically gifted, right? So it's Jude Law and. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Those are the two people, and Jude Law is the one that's like super. You know, it's like gifted. Yeah, you know, he has he has basically all the privilege of being super healthy, and then Ethan Hawke, you know, is the guy that is not healthy. But what ends up happening is Ethan Hawke steals, um,
1: Jude Law's, Jude identity. Law's
0: identity because. Jude Law got into a car accident and he couldn't walk anymore. Mm. So he had no use for his identity. So basically, Ethan wow. Hawke stole his identity and went through life with his identity. But it's about, it's basically about like, I'm, and, and that's not me spoiling the movie. They, they yeah. get that off quick. But um, it's really about like how ambition trumps everything.
1: Do you know what's crazy? Huh? I'm familiar with Gattaca. Okay. I have never watched it because I thought it was just like about nerds wanting to be an astronaut.
0: Oh, no, nah, no. Nah, so the only
1: part that. that I ever picked up on was this guy wanted to go to space. Nah, I was like, I'm not nah. watching that.
0: Yeah, nah, okay, no, is good. Okay,
1: no, this sounds like I would really enjoy it. it okay. It's um, by
0: the same guy who did Out of Time.
1: I think I'm supposed to be hanging out with my nephew tomorrow. Maybe we'll watch that together. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It, but it, it's, it's, it just shows you like- the Oh, by pit. the same
1: guy? I'm definitely going to watch it. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: That's why it's like it's in the same universe. Yeah, because
1: I loved Out of Time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of Time was really good. Yeah, but I'm with you too. I need to watch it again. Uh, like with a little bit more context that she had from the world because yeah. I, I watched it when it first came out and I, I just don't think I was firing on that yeah, cylinder I when I watched out. it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Wayne Jenkins, man, ultimately in security, he fucked up the people who worked for him's lives and, you know, and the people that he used his force against, man, fucked up all their lives, man.
2: And
1: his I, wife, his children. <sighs> his wife wasn't, well, he was cheating on his wife. She will not working because you're doing all this. Yeah. So now you leave me suddenly, and it's not like you can claim it. So there's no tax to collect on. It. There's nothing for me to collect. You're a dirty cop. I, I have nothing. I am not. And these kids.
0: God. But I wonder, do they go through and do they do like drug dealers where they seize their assets?
1: Probably. Even worse.
0: But maybe not because they also were drawing income. So it's hard to you delineate. Have to prove
1: it. Like, I remember on most and again, this is just me watching cop shows. Uh-huh. But it seems that a lot of stuff that gets cops caught up is when they start buying shit they can't afford. Got it. Like, you are a cop. Why you got this house? Yeah. Why is there a Ferrari outside? Right, right. Why how you get this Corvette? How come yeah, and I've often wondered, and this is no shade, it's just the truth. And maybe times have changed, but a lot of cops' wives are housewives. Okay. They ain't really ever made enough money. To retire their oh, wives,
0: man. In the documentary, they showed Herschel's income. Herschel was making like a hundred and sixty thousand a year because of overtime. Because of yeah, because of overtime and base pay. That's insane. And that's Herschel. So
1: everybody stealing is how they retire their wives. Got it?
0: Yeah. And so because a like, cop
1: salary, if you look it up, is like a, a tenured one about 70, 80 grand.
0: Yeah. Nah, dog. Yeah, that overtime is, it's like they said, you know, that, that conversation, the conversations that Nicole was having with all of these outside sources and with this author who used to be a cop. Mm -hmm. That to me, again, just such a huge conversation, man.
1: I'm so upset that, I didn't know that she resigned. I'm very upset that she did.
0: I don't think she's a real person. No? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think she was, I think her character is the only character in this show. She's us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, and maybe Ahmed, I'm not sure if Ahmed is real, but yeah, I'm, I i don't think Nicole's a real person. I
1: like feel like steal. the justices, all of them were the conscience of the show.
0: Yes. That. That's what it almost feels yeah. like. Um. but They
1: had to clean it up somehow because mm, it was just like a bunch of dirtiest. So. Crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, but you know, she's, and she's, in, she is the people. She represents the people literally. Yeah. Like her job represents the people as a civic, you know, a uh, civil rights attorney. And um, because that's what she was, right? Civil rights attorney? Yes. That was a civil rights officer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she literally represents the people, um, which is a cool little she represents us as a person in the show, but she also her job description represents the people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, she was having some hard moments. I think some hard moments of realization here. Yeah. And that that cop spit it the real though. Are you willing to admit?
1: That you niggas lost.
0: That y'all lost the drug war. Because th- that's what's that's what this is, bro. Like, that's what this is, man. This is, you know, like
1: it's a lot of posturing like that Confederate flag bullshit. Yeah. It's a lot of posturing because you don't want to admit defeat. Yeah. So now you're flailing. There was um, I read a quote today that what was it? Uh, fascism rules by blind trust and force. Mm. And when you lose the block—by ignorance and force. And when the people stop being ignorant, ignorant, they only have force. Mm. Right? So now you've lost all this shit, and you know it. But now to keep the power that you tried to put in place with this, quote-unquote, war on drugs, Mm -hmm. you have to keep showing your
2: ass.
1: Uh, That's deep. They can't admit that they lost, or they'd have to restructure the entire power dynamics. Mm -hmm. And as we see— Everybody has too many too much in the game for that. Yeah. People people's lives will change drastically and it'll become much more fair. Yeah. And no one's used to fairness right. anymore. People used to get to shaking folks down, getting a piece of the pie. How can I get around this? How can I make sure that I'm skimming this over here? How can I make sure this is happening? If yeah. if they admit well, yeah. you might have went a little too far, guys, let's make this more equitable. No, them niggas don't want equity.
0: Uh. No, this shit is a, this shit is a ego pie, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that's, again, that's, that's the biggest thing that this show showed me is that like, um, everybody's at fault here. You know, everybody's at fault. And the only people that, the only real victims are the citizens. Everybody else is like, everybody else is looking to maintain their position in every respect of the, Mm -hmm. in every turn of the corner. You know, and and
1: and they vote on their captors. That's the craziest part. <sighs> you get to decide who gets to treat you shitty, like you said. So you're telling people who are hunting us now have new rules about what it looks like. To, that stuck with me. Oh man, they are it, hunting it, and killing us, and now you're just telling me you giving them a piece of paper. That tells them how they're allowed right. to hunt us. Right. And I'm supposed to be excited. Yeah,
0: okay. and drink his latte and are like, yo, bitch, you crazy.
1: Now I'm stupid as you. Oh, no,
0: yeah. Like, I know you're trying to do good, but I don't think you're putting on your little hat. I don't think you listening. <laughs> like, I don't think you really understand. I just had this conversation like a couple days ago, you know, with, with, with a group of people where it was just like, man, I don't, I think we're just at a place that nobody really considers what they're asking for.
1: You got to burn this bitch down. Don't get me started. But Yeah, no, you're right. You have to get. To rebuild something, it has. To, there's nothing you can rebuild without destroying what's already there. Yeah. You, you can't rebuild a house without demoing the house that stands there. Yeah. If a house is dilapidated, it has a bad foundation in the walls, and you got termites and carrying on, mm-hmm. you don't fix that. It's too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. You tear it down and you start again. You can't just build over it.
0: Yeah. But, you, but the, the hardest part about that, Six, and this is where I'm at.
1: Where do you live
0: huh? well, when n- it's torn down? Nah, not even that. Um. Even that method is going to have its problems because, again, rebuilding is based on a democratic, you know, yeah. democratic principles. Yeah, and that means you know you have to get people to march in the same direction to rebuild it a new way. Good luck with that. You I know, agree, what I'm don't saying be
1: dead for any of matters. Like yeah. a, a nihilist, nihilist. How I'm supposed to say it, <laughs> right. that. I, I think that it's gone on too long. Mm-hmm. I think that it can and will change. It'll be extremely drastic Mm -hmm. and very close to too late to matter because we got about a hundred years, buck 50 left on the planet anyway. (laughs) (sighs) We got more than that. 200 tops. Either way, Maybe. you and I will be gone. We're gonna be gone. Yeah, right. clear on that.
0: I, and I want to make it clear. I don't care what kind of ways they come up with to live forever. I don't. I don't, I don't want. To. I don't want any of those. That's I like, crazy. I want to live my lifespan, and I want to be out this bitch.
1: Like, seventy two tops. That's a seventy two. Seventy two. Wow, I think that's kind of young. That's kind of young. Is it?
0: I'm. See, I'm an '80s nigga.
1: How long is seventy two years? That's really no, long. no. That's a,
0: that's a long time. But
1: I'm tired now.
0: <laughs> I feel you on that. I do feel you on it. See, me, I'm more like, a, Give me, give me to like my mid 80s.
1: I think people my age have seen our age. Yeah. I have seen enough. Yeah. I've seen what I immediately know. Yeah. Immediately know. I've seen what I needed to see. It's a TikTok, sorry. Right. But like just, Oh, okay. I've seen a lot. This is my second recession, bro. I'm 33.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm weary.
0: This is <laughs> like, the big one. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. is <laughs> yeah, like, the big one.
1: I am weary. Yeah. Okay. I, feel I watched the towers fall when I was a child and they put it on, t- they showed it. On television, yeah. in my classroom, as if it was like some news that eleven year olds should be looking at. Yeah, you understand? Like, my soul is weary. Seventy two.
0: See, my first one like that with the class and stopping class and it being a big thing.
1: The challenger blow up thing. The spaceship.
0: Nah, no, I do kind of remember that, but nah. For uh, the the one that was a real big one mm-hmm. was um the uh. The Oklahoma bombing, the Timothy McVeigh joint.
1: They showed y'all that.
0: No, I don't remember them showing us that. But it was a huge because you know, like media and television, it was a little different. It wasn't because oh, yeah, it yeah. happened on the fly, right? Yeah. Like, see the Challenger thing, it was like people going to space was like, oh my god, and you were supposed this. to be watching that. Yeah, yeah it's, th- this, this student was students like should
1: a, be watching a spaceship launch.
0: That was the first. The 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 Oklahoma City bombing was the first time
1: the world stopped.
0: For me, in yeah. my in my generation, yeah. that like people, you know, because of a tragedy that had to do with murder. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's the first one I can remember. That also might have been like ge- geographically where I was because I was living in Texas when that mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, yeah. And so Oklahoma was a much bigger. Yeah, and I, you were in
1: North Texas, weren't you? Yeah,
0: like 20 minutes outside yeah. of Oklahoma. Yeah. So so that was a big, but yeah, that was the first time I remember like the world, like school, stopping for a specific thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so when nine eleven came around, that was the next big tremor. Yeah. It, because see, when Columbine happened, I, I think I'd already graduated. I think it was either on the cusp of summertime, or it, because I feel like our we got out in June. When did Columbine happen? It was like That's, that yeah. was like June '99 or like I think May '99. Let me see. It was definitely '99 because it was the year I graduated it was high May. school. It was May. Okay. Yeah. It, it was right at the end of the senior year. So it was like, yeah, I, that didn't really stop us in our tracks. You know what's crazy? Everybody talks about Columbine, but I'm going to tell you one that was even scarier. That happened a few months before. Happened in 1998. Jonesboro, Arkansas, bro. You what don't remember? That? Fam.
1: 1998, I was nine years old. Okay. No, no, that's but, it's yeah. all good.
0: No, but it kills me that nobody talks about this because to me, this was scarier. Is this... that
1: the girl that just don't like Mondays?
0: Nah, okay. this was the jump where the the kids went to an elementary school, or went to a middle school, pulled the fire alarm, and they hid out across the street in camouflage. Excuse me? And were sniping the people as they came out. Excuse me? It was and it uh, it was it was two young boys, and the crazy part is they're out of jail now.
1: They didn't tell us that by design, you know that right? Well, it because just... Because what kind of fear and panic would... With-
0: yeah, but Columbine, like, see, Columbine, like...
1: Columbine, they could blame two really sad kids in Eminem and Marilyn Manson. But if you say yeah. that, it's too... You pulled a... You know, because it in Columbine, it was a tragedy, of course, but yeah. these two kids went to the school they went to and they were bullied, quote, unquote, and wreaked havoc, came out they were never bullied. Mm. Um, But if you tell people... These niggas went to a middle school, pulled the fire alarm, went cross street and picked these kids off Yeah, like they was playing Call of Duty. That's a little different.
0: Shot teachers, shot kids. Dog, that that was the one that was... Columbine was scary too, but that was scary, scary. Because... And it was all because... Because
1: you could tell it was premeditated and planned. And like, his
0: girlfriend dumped him. The boy who... The, the main kid... Me? the me? So the main boy... I promise you, I just looked this up maybe like two years ago. This nigga is out of prison. The The, the kids who did this are out of prison, Okay um two little white boys dressed up in camouflage their father they they used to hunt yeah you know the main kid his father took him out hunting a lot so he knew his way around guns yeah yeah man they pulled the fire alarm because his girlfriend broke up with him pulled the fire alarm and killed like eight people from kids to teachers all over that bro
1: in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Jonesboro,
0: Arkansas, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, boy, that that was the one for me. That's the one nobody talks about, and it's like, yo, that was because that's a lot more like what just happened and involved in Uvalde, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, like high school, it, it shouldn't happen anywhere, but when it starts happening, like, the babies, in the into the babies, it's so that's that's just so and different. And
1: especially like it's some punk. These niggas punk bitches anyway.
0: Yeah, for sure. What is
1: some real punk bitch shit to go to? You mad at another person, your, your peer or another adult, so you go kill babies? Yeah.
0: Well, in, in, in all fairness, and I use that very loosely, mm-hmm. the, the kids in Jonesboro, they were also in middle school. They, okay. they weren't like high school kids okay. that came back to middle school.
1: But even a baby feeling like that. Yeah. Because again, and then I have now I have conf- conflicted feelings about them being out of prison then, but- Y'all some babies. Why is this this important to you? Yeah. Why is some little girl breaking up with you? Like, what are you learning at home that you feel this bad about yourself or this much of a failure because this girl broke up with you? Right. Because I'm sorry. I'm going to start blaming white mamas the way they blame black mamas. Yeah. For our kids selling drugs and carrying on. Exactly. Why y'all keep raising school shooters?
0: That's a fact.
1: What are y'all doing?
0: No. And listen. And I want I want to be 100% clear, too, because these dudes are out of prison. Y'all are some pussies. Still still and i'm man and listen and if they have lives like if they i don't give a fuck how old they were when this shit happened 13 12 11 10 9 i don't give a fuck if they have lives right now like can earn a real living i want to ruin and and, and get i want to ruin every fucking piece of it for them and their kids that's in you not on you yeah nah this is nah this is like we know people i know people who sold drugs
1: shooting up schools ain't accidents like you can yeah. shed selling drugs. Like there's a, I can see the end result. Right. You needed some money.
0: Exactly. But you, and you, you didn't, they didn't shove it down nobody's throats. Yeah. They didn't do- that, Even certain murders, are... it was
1: self-defense. You needed to get out of this, you know, it's part of the game. But you just went and killed a bunch of kids.
0: Yo, they should, I don't give a fuck where they're, if they working at Chuck E. Cheese, nigga, 7-Eleven, I don't give a fuck.
1: Well, I hope they can't work at Chuck yeah.
0: E. Cheese. Yo, exactly. Me too. But, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like the privilege is so different Yeah. for- they don't even talk about it, Six. This is what I'm saying. Like these motherfuckers can be working for somebody and nobody, nobody knows know. because nobody talks about this shit. I'ma
1: look it up and try and make them go viral. Yeah, dog.
0: They need somehow. they need they need their lives torn the fuck apart. I don't care where they're working at. I don't care how much they think they changed their lives around. These motherfuckers need anything close to death. Everything close to death. Camouflage, sniper rifles, across the street.
1: I don't want parents to start being prosecuted for this yeah you raised this we we put you you put yourself actually yeah in charge of this human yeah. you did a shitty job like that the bitch who raised the uh, Uvalde shooter talking about something forgive my son he had his reasons yeah, bitch fuck that nigga no, nah, um, you go to jail with him. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. Excuse me. You can join him there too, though. Yeah,
0: that too. That you part.
1: raised it. If you wanted to keep it, you should have made it act right.
0: Uh, well, the, the, see the yeah, right. I, you know, whatever. You might have been raising the, the, but the have. You know,
1: you with this little no, you with this little nugget every day. Yeah. That means you pay no attention to your kid, even that, if you were doing the right thing. Because I get okay. that you can do all the right thing and some kids just. Yeah. But you with this little nigga every day, or you should be.
0: Yeah, you should be.
1: Why are you not noticing when your child's going real left? Yeah. Why are you not addressing it? Why yeah. are you not parenting?
0: Why are you trying to excuse it?
1: Why does your 18-year-old have an AR you don't know? Yeah. Don't you live in your house?
0: I saw a video where there was a real like-
1: The 13-year-old who went to buy a weapon with no kickback?
0: No, not even that, but I need um, to see that. No, this was a, like a, a a grown man, like a, a an arms expert. He really started breaking down
1: what an AR does to you.
0: Nah, he started Ain't breaking sure. down how much all this shit that he had cost. And we're talking about this nigga had like a $9,000 package. Oh, I thought this. it was like
1: $3,500. It was like nine. dollars Nah, grand?
0: he really started breaking it down like the cost of everything I have from a the bullets theory to <laughs> talk to me
1: about all of this stuff happening. Okay. This is Six's conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. This is her own tinfoil hat. <clears throat> right. All of these shootings in the past month are related. Mm. I think that white people are at war.
0: Mm. And we are the last ones to know. White people are at war?
1: With us. Oh, okay. I think they are They are really trying Helter Skelter. I think that that's happening. Oh. So if you're unfamiliar with Helter Skelter, um, it's a song, but that's not what it's about. Right. Um, Marilyn, Mans- Marilyn Manson. Marilyn it Manson. It's also- Charles Manson. Right, right, right. Um, his intention in his murders was to cause a civil war between black and white people. Right. And he assumed that black people would win. Mm. Or white people. Either way, he wanted to rule over niggas. Yeah. And he wanted to start a race war. That was his intention.
0: Dylan Roof, too.
1: Yes. That,
0: that was his manifesto. Right.
1: Huh. Same thing with the little boy up in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, the little. I, I was no, that get...
1: grown man. Yeah, you yeah, was, yeah, nope. Yeah, yeah. You're not a little boy. Exactly. You, you was over eight. You were 18. That grown
0: muffin you face. You were a grown man. Piece of shit.
1: Right. That was his intention. I. This is being funded by someone. Mm. This is, This isn't. these are not coincidences.
2: Mm.
1: With everything going on, there's a reason y'all keep going. Because it's white people traveling out of their way. Mm-hmm. You go to high school across the way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are you doing out here? Mm. You live 45 minutes away from Buffalo. Mm. What are you doing out here? All of these are, and they're what two or three more school shootings isn't, it? or mass shootings, yeah, excuse me, at least yeah no crazy, they're they're man. not they're interconnected. I truly believe that I truly believe that they are being funded by someone' because I thought it was thirty five hundred, even that's a lot for an eighteen year old but nine grand uh, nah, someone gave that to you
0: that's what I'm saying. you didn't man.
1: buy that, I don't care how, what job you have at eighteen, you uh, can't afford that, you
0: can't afford that. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were afforded this, right? Somehow by someone.
1: And your something. little punk ass mama ain't do it.
0: Yeah, man, no, it's crazy when you when you really start. It, I never even thought to think about it from that angle. It's like being How much this shit costs? Because all these
1: know? kids are up in four chan. Yeah. And again, the same thing. Another FBI Asian or whatever knew what this little nigga was doing too. Had mm. had conversations with him. <sighs> so they're being coached and funded. That's my conspiracy theory. Man. This is this is by design. It's being done right under everybody's nose in the internet, but they too busy worrying about what's going on in my uterus, that if I go on Twitter and spell out the word kill without putting an asterisk somewhere, mm-hmm. I can get suspended. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that these niggas out here talking about blowing shit up?
0: Yeah. No, it's different. Come it, on. It's really crazy. So, so you asked, like, it, so the conclusion that I came to, and I came to this conclusion during quarantine, is that,
1: we're
0: on such a tangent, but I like it. You go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, y- you ask where, like, where does this road end? I feel like you, 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 s- you said something to that degree. Like, you know, when you're talking about like blowing it up and starting all over again. Yeah. So my tinfoil hat
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that like um. They are pushing us towards monarchy you know, total, like, Hmm. like. see, the real problem is the democracy. See, like, and I, and and, it's just because it's a, it's a problem on a microcosmic level, right? Like, or people organizing, it's, it's very, like, problematic on a very microcosmic level. So, um, so, the people that are in power, see, the more population we have, the harder it is to maintain this power because of this. Go ahead, talk so, to me. I
1: just want to clarify so I continue to understand. Yeah. When you say democracy is the problem, you mean because since its inception, it's been done in a bastardized way, correct? Because you don't think that democracy itself is a problem? No. Or are you saying that, yes, democracy itself is a problem?
0: No, I, I don't think democracy is a problem. I think okay. I think people,
1: I think- The bastardized version that we have here is the problem.
0: It's a problem for, it's starting to show, it's starting to show signs of like, uh, it's starting to malfunction.
1: And if democracy works, it would upset everything for the people who are in charge. The people who are in charge can't allow it to work. Is that what you're saying?
0: Yes. Yeah. Because ultimately, like... um, to to have total supremacy, people can't have the opportunity to make a choice.
1: You think white folks could win that?
0: Truly. Really? um, I think whoever controls the resources can win that. So when I hear Bill Gates going up buying all the farmland,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, when I hear shit like that, yes, I think whoever controls the resources can win that.
1: You know, my little nigga heart. I just feel like... If if it's one thing black folks gonna do, it's the opposite of what you asked us to do. So, but don't get me. Yeah. I I know that it's not the it won't be the grandest of existence,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I just don't see us. I believe there will be a a moderate sized population of niggas who just don't roll, who just like you know what, give me a hundred acres and carry y'all goddamn because we gonna keep picking y'all up. Like I just I feel like. I have to believe it because, again, I'm be dead for any of that happened. You know, Bill Gates going to live 700 years. He's going to take whatever shot they give you yeah. to live forever, if only so he can stay rich forever. Yeah. Crazy ass white people. Um, but I got to believe Africatown going to stay a real thing. And it's going to be a subset of niggas like, you know what? We know how to grow shit. And there's one thing niggas can do is make a whole lot of something out of very little nothing. Yes, but- I I hear you though I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, but I would be dead. The, so.
0: the problem is, is that there's not many of us that have anything. You know, look at the look at the way that look at the lifestyles that are being pushed now. Like there's a lot more people our age that are living in condos that are living in apartments. Mm-hmm. They're not living on land. Yeah. Right? Like the, like the metropolitan lifestyle is like, my it's been being.
1: yelling at me about that so bad. Sell that condo and get a house. You need something where you can. My mom's a doomsday prepper. Yeah. I, oh, I make fun of her. She's not. She's probably really smart. Right. But She's very smart. She's like, because, t- yeah, you know, she was like a farmer or whatever. Mm. She's like, you need to be growing stuff. You should be the one growing because my little brother lives out in Wellyville. Mm-hmm. And so she makes him grow all the nuts and stuff and like beans and carrying on. And he has chickens and he, she's buying him a goat. Like she's, wow. he lives like, like like an acre of land across right. from a horse farm. Wow. So he has great soil. Mm. So she's making him do all that stuff. She goes, I need you to like have quinoa and rice growing. And I'm like, mom, wow. she goes, you need to get rid of that condo and buy a house.
2: Yeah.
0: But, but um, no, that's it. And I realized that during quarantine because what started happening was we were pleading for the government to intervene, to take away civil li- civil liberties. Because there were certain people that weren't uh upholding the mm-hmm. the precautions, the you know the
1: which we I, had a government we could trust that would be a good thing if, if we thought the government actually would do their job and care about people, and that's what people are like, oh well, New Zealand did. I'm like, yeah, but also in New Zealand, when one three people died by AR in New Zealand, yeah, the next morning the prime minister, said, hey, them guns, yeah, no mas, right. Get up out of here. I, I know y'all mad. I don't care. Y'all don't keep dying either.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Same. I'm not going to use Australia because Australia is batshit crazy. Uh-huh. They love to pretend like they're nice over there. Y'all hate niggas and Aboriginal people too, so uh-huh. enough of y'all. But having a government who says, we actually do no better than y'all, yeah, and we're going to do it in the right way, mm-hmm. be cool. But you can't ask America to do stuff like that because you niggas are mean and nasty.
0: Well, first of all, black people shouldn't be asking the government to do nothing. No, I'm Con- considering the history.
1: Th- that's what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. though. That that's what causes the distrust because during quarantine there were times where, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. in a government we could trust, yes, we needed them to take those emergency uh, precautions that we normally wouldn't take at any other time. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we know if we give our government that right, we ain't get ne- th- We'll never get it back, yeah. right? It won't be just the for this time. Right. They'll what's it the Albert Clause, King Albert Claus I'll, I'll look it up I have next time but there's a thing with FEMA and such but whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We know that we give you niggas an inch mm-hmm. you going to take 50 yards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's like we need that but not from y'all.
0: Yeah, that but that's that's yeah. and that's, that's the problem. The thing. Yeah, the, like you got to decide. We yeah. we either we either want to we either want to deal with it ourselves and police ourselves and you know adhere to our second rights amend you know uh second amendment rights and we either want to do that or we don't want to do that. You well, know, to
1: be fair, the Second Amendment was written when muskets and shit existed. Yeah, I mean, I get it. That's and true. even in the Second Amendment, a handgun and an AR fifteen. An AR fifteen leaves your body mm-hmm. the size of a football, right? Like that's the exit wound on mm-hmm. an AR, an orange, excuse me. Mm-hmm. That's the size of an AR fifteen exit wound. It's huge. You don't. No one needs it. It's it was built for war, and even then, it's not enough. What does that sound like? Yeah. You can't kill anybody here with it, but you can go across the ocean and kill folk. Like, yeah. but that's it's just not a thing. You don't protect yourself with an AR fifteen.
0: Yeah, I, I and listen, you're talking to somebody. I don't own one gun. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't like. I'm not a gun guy, but I'm also not naive enough to think that like that it's not necessary you oh, know, I got rid of my long
1: nose, not my handguns right those are right run home if you want to steal yeah <laughs> but
0: but 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 i what I, I guess what I'm saying is is that like just observing how it's it's just, it's very right in front of us, man, yeah like you know there's there is a there is a way to. There's a way to obstruct progress. And it doesn't we ask for it incrementally in different ways. And I don't think we realized just that once the jack comes out the box, it just doesn't go back, it, back it doesn't yet. go back in. But there's no way to say that without sounding like a staunch Republican, which I am not.
1: And I think it's I think that people recognize that. Like I recognize that as someone who during quarantine was like, yo lock us the fuck down.
0: Yeah, no. Because it's just like,
1: and and I get that. Everything you're saying makes sense to me.
2: Yeah.
1: But again, it's also, what do you do?
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Because I didn't need, me personally, in my household, Mm. I didn't need a mandate to be told, there's a disease you can get from breathing outside. You shouldn't go outside. The community-minded person in me said, hmm, I'll be fine more than likely. You know who won't be? The old lady was next door to me and yeah. I'd be checking on her. So I shouldn't go put myself in harm's way. Right. You know what be? My mother and father who are older and have issues. Yeah. I shouldn't be putting myself in harm's way, right? Because I care about my community. Yeah. But I think at the core of it, we've lost that. And that creates the need for, not the need, but it's like police, right? Like uh. in a perfect world where people act like they have some goddamn sense. Uh you don't really need all that mess but also we don't live in a perfect world and people don't have no goddamn sense yeah i think individualism is is killing a lot of us more than most things i think that it's really unfair to believe and act as if you are not part of a whole Mm -hmm. and that you don't play a role in an ecosystem you are not an island unto yourself Mm -mm. you affect everything around you and everything around you affects you you don't you can't do whatever you want to. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah, but you there's can. catastrophic yeah. effects and you should not. Right. Every You should be mindful of your community and not even just your family, right. the community of which you're a part of. And if you don't want to, go live off the grid somewhere with no phone, no internet and truly by yourself. Yeah. But you don't live there. You're a part of a community and you should abide by those rules. Mm. And I think at the core of it, for well, the way that I soothe myself, how's that, mm. is blaming this on individualism. Because that's what it boils down to a lot. If people yeah. didn't live like that, I wouldn't want the government to step in and say, y'all have to stay inside because some people don't care. Yeah. But, but I, I agree. I hear what you're saying yeah. and I don't disagree with you at all. I understand the implications of if you do it, you can turn this button on. Yeah. There but ain't no off button. There's no but off this, button. Yeah. yeah.
0: See, yeah. And and that's the only, that's for me, that's just the only part that is like I wish we would wake up to because if we don't start really being concerned with our neighbors and really like not you know, and I don't mean like meddling your neighbor's business.
1: But being concerned.
0: Yeah, but being concerned You should
1: know what your neighbor does for a living. Uh, what they got growing in their yard. What what it, skills.
0: And in in empathy too. Or, or like Caring we, we about have them. to we have to we have to treat each other. And this is why it's very important, even the people that you don't like, you have we have to treat each other with a certain amount of empathy. Because Good like job. if if I, it's hard, I know it's very mm-hmm. hard, but the alternative—it
1: take a lot to get me not like you know. So that's
0: yeah. The alternative is if we don't all maintain a certain respect level for each other, there's an entity of people that are going to come in and say, "See, when we leave you guys to, to police yourselves, if it your communities get fucked up, this gets enemies, fucked up." Yeah. You, so we there needs to be somebody to wrangle in all this shit, and I and I trust me to wrangle that in.
1: We all you know, need leadership. It's just we need good leadership. Uh,
0: you, yeah. Lord of the flies, dog. It's Lord of the That's what I'm saying like the the thing the thing about it that we can't discount is that there are centuries there there is centuries of data that show us functioning how humans function yeah. with no oversight. You know what I'm saying? And
1: humans like hierarchy I, from again like you're saying it, it was Every civilization has had an issue with governance mm-hmm. when it becomes centralized. Uh, but humans do crave hierarchy. Humans like rules and boundaries. They do better in it. Yeah. When a human knows the role it has to serve and, and provide, yeah. they they do well and they can accept that and go with it. Mm-hmm. The problem comes when there becomes a place of governance and there is no story of any government that didn't go corrupt. Yeah, it's It's the nature of it. And that's been the issue, but... Yeah. When you look back at even some monarchies or some oligarchies, they have been good because they've been there for the good of their people. So, yeah. I, I'm not any recently, of course. Yeah. And definitely never that lady over there.
0: Uh, yeah, over but, time they all corrupt. You know?
1: But yeah. that's why I should change out often. Like how you talked about term limits. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the idea of a monarchy is crazy to think about voting in a king, but...
0: But it just, to me, that level shouldn't exist, period. Like, all the governance should come from the communal level. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's why I'm a, I'm a big proponent for, like, you know, for, like, Crips and Bloods, right? Like, even though, like, I understand, you How know. How they originally started. Right. Yeah. The, you know, that, I'm a big proponent for that. It, that's, that probably is why I'm attracted to, like, and in, in, intrigued by organized crime. Because. At a certain level, you know, the the mafia was on a communal level. Like there was rules that were embedded within this community. For the good of. Yeah. Don Corleone, you know, Don Corleone was about the people. Like, yes, I did what I did to, I've done some things, some unspeakable things, but at the core of it, I'm a man who is about, who's at service to my community, you know? um, And that's to me where the governance needs to come from. But just to go back to what you were saying about the individuality. Level, you know, we get fed messages of individuality and irresponsibility all the time.
2: Mm -hmm. And self
0: care. Yeah, we get, we get like, we get messages of like YOLO and don't worry about it, live, you know, just live once and whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. We get fed like the most irresponsible mantras all across the board. To feed that individuality. You know what I mean? Like we're kinda like like me
1: saying I'm gonna be dead anyway.
0: I mean, yeah, but but that's a that's a personal choice though, right? But
1: also in my defense, I do still do the things I I feel like. I was gonna say you don't move like that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's one thing to say I I know you saying that is coming from a place of like, this shit needs to burn down. Yes. It's self soothing
1: if I'm being honest. There it is.
0: But you don't move like that. No, I do not. See, and that's the difference. There's a lot of people that really move like that. Mm. You know, I don't like you, so therefore, because I don't like you, I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to see you. I I wanted like I don't have to deal with you. Yeah. And and if I saw you burning in the middle of the street, I wouldn't fucking do nothing to save you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, shit. I'm I'm, I'm fresh off. I'm I'm on a soapbox right now, fresh off another soapbox talking about fuck these niggas in Jonesboro, Arkansas. You know. Yeah. It, 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 you know, No, I,
1: I still fuck them though.
0: I, it is, yeah. but at the same time, I should, you know, nah. yeah, even me too. It gotta be a code <laughs> you know? though. You
1: kill babies, you gotta get up out of here. No, nah,
0: I agree with that. Like
1: that's that's part yeah, of that's communal part of the governance. leadership. Yeah, that's part of communal governance too. Like right. it like in the wire. We don't do that shit on Sunday. That's it. Like That's
0: right. There's got there's just got you right, there's gotta be a there's, code. There's man.
1: always rules. Yeah. Like it's and there's always a response to breaking the rules.
2: Yeah.
1: You don't get to like that goes back to you cannot do whatever you wanna do. Yeah. And if you can, but there's a consequence there's a for consequence, it. If you're willing yeah. to accept the consequence, Mazel, do uh, what you need to do. But you kill a baby, go say hello to them. Yeah. Like it's that simple.
0: Yeah. And 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 the bottom line is is like if we don't organize in these communities and organize amongst our our, our collective for a mantra to do better, our sensibilities are left to governments like the city of Baltimore, yeah. who cannot balance their fucking budget. You know who has, uh, you know. The politics, the the politicians can't balance the budget,
1: so they hire an army of police to the, protect them.
0: To protect them yeah. for the fact that they can't fucking balance their budget, and they know it's all going to go to shit because they don't have enough to feed the people.
1: They ain't nothing so, but mercenaries. That's protecting, it, man. Protecting the grain stores.
0: That is it, man. And yeah. the shit is like
1: a cab. See.
0: I told you man every every episode I got one letter closer to understand I, it, it was just it's 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 just it's, bad it's marketing. It's shocking to hear. It's bad yeah. marketing, but the theory of what you're saying yeah. makes a lot of fucking sense.
2: Yeah.
1: So
0: I am officially on the A cap train.
1: Yeah. And now you know how but to explain it when folks ask you. I do. Yeah.
0: And, but, and and but also for me it's all capitalism is bad as well. That's my A cap as well. Mm-hmm. You know, all capitalism is bad. And I don't mean capitalism like mom and pop shops. That's not capitalism.
1: No, it's not. You know. That's the definition of communalism, actually. You there, there should be you going go. to mom and pop shops. There like, you go. Because it goes right back in your, into your community.
0: There you go, man.
1: Capitalism is Amazon. It's Barnes & Noble. Walmart. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. capitalism. Your local bookstore, you're, the person who owns that is not a capitalist.
0: Yeah, that's communalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, man, I'm officially off the soapbox. But it, it, it was a tangent, but it's not a tangent because we're this show showed you... The effects of us not policing each other, Mm -hmm. of us not taking care of each other, and letting these fucking inbred ass police asshole motherfuckers dictate what happens in your community.
1: And the issues with policing, right? Because again, if, and I go back to it, if Wayne Jenkins had been the cop outside, and sure if you're even outside standing around, Mm -hmm. but if you were outside playing ref and being a person who needs to actually help the community and getting to know these people, you could have saved so many of them. Because a lot of times people looking for a vote of confidence from someone in authority. That's it. Right? Like, so when it's, no, nah, don't don't hit that. That kid's fine. I know he got a backpack on. But he's coming from work. He's trying to get back and forth. He got stuff going on. Yeah. Or, like I said, with the two of you fighting for let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. You motherfuckers can't beat me up. He can still be Wayne Jenkins. Right. But you can do it in a good way. You can do it in a good way. But that insecurity, the capitalism, the individualism mm-hmm. made it so he'd rather be a dumbass Robin Hood. That's like, it.
0: That's it. Yeah, because just like the, the for every Hercel and for every Jenkins that's in the community, there's definitely, a, you know, a Officer Johnson, you know, that comes around and asks about your mama. Yeah. How's your grandma doing? There's 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 plenty of other police officers that really care about the community. Mm-hmm. I know that they exist, you know, and we, a lot of And they're of times, still
1: appreciated. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they yeah. are appreciated yeah. because there are some cops who are filling the gap. Mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge that. But it's just like I said, it's mm-hmm. not. It them themselves. It's their job. It's their
0: j- yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Um, but yeah, man, I'm officially off the soapbox. This, this was, was a good soapbox, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, man. Um, all in all, I thought this series was really good. You know, um, I thought this story was a very important story. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's just a microcosm of what happens on a federal level, and the war on drugs really
1: justifies a lot.
0: And has for
1: and still does,
0: you know, for the last, you know, 50 plus years. I would say it's strong for the last 40, 30 to 40.
1: Reagan fucked us up, bro. Yeah, that war no on lives. drug shit, man. It's... And man, his neck throwing wife. <laughs> hey, You're right, though. They said Nancy was a throat goat.
0: said Nancy was a throat goat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. She got a 10.
1: Them skirt suits was doing uh-huh. it for him, I guess.
0: Uh-huh. Say no to drugs, say yes to the. You know, say, so, yeah, anyway, I ain't gonna go there. Um, yeah, but you, you were good with the show, though. It was it was cool. Trauma you didn't need.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. If I think I, I think if I would have watched it, it would have been a binge thing. Mm-hmm. I think I could have binged this. I think what made it, it wasn't bad at all, but what made it more traumatic for me was having to wait and like, all right, I'm cool now. Oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. But I would have been something like this on like a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. But it was good. It was really well done. I appreciated the way they told the story. Mm-hmm. I got used to the jumping around and realized how important that jumping around was.
0: You help me understand that,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I hope they do more stuff like this from these commu- these communities. I think that this wasn't trauma porn, right? Right. I I don't think they were trying to um. What's it called when you overutilize or exploit? Yeah, the people in the area. It was okay. We're it feels like we're coming down off this now, guys. But we got to go forward still. So you need to know what happened here so we can address it and we can notice it hmm. someplace else. So I like stories like that. Um so I liked it. It was good. I hope they do more even if it's just about Baltimore because Baltimore needs more light like this. Like yeah, it does. we can't let that city fester like that. Yeah. It's not it's going to collapse in on itself and they're going to let it and we can't let that happen.
0: Yeah. I well my hope is that programs like this hold the fire. Well, wake people up. Yeah, you know, because because the reality of it is is that the reality of it is is that yes, the war on drugs absolutely justifies a lot. You know, it it justifies the door existing, but a lot of times some of these conflicts, when you hear you know uh, when you hear a thousand murders in Chicago, you know, three hundred murders in Baltimore, the the reality of it is is that the war on drugs provides the door, but us having a very toxic way of like resolving conflicts, man, it opens the door right for them to come in and do the fucking damage, man. Yeah. So, you know, you know, my message to cities like this, and this is Norfolk included cuz Norfolk's been going crazy. Yeah. Norfolk has been going fucking crazy, man. Yo, to the brothers and sisters that are that are you know on the front lines on these streets, man, I just pray that y'all can find a different way to resolve these conflicts, man, because these motherfuckers is waiting to come in and to take everything out.
1: Or at least start fighting again. Damn, stop shooting yeah, each other. Yeah, slap niggas you know, up. Man. Well, you know, I think it's Suffolk mm-hmm. or Hampton. Once a month, mm-hmm. they have like a fight club. Oh. And they let niggas who were at odds come in and a literal thing. ring in the middle of the community and fight.
0: That's hard, bro. I like that.
1: I don't, you can't go to, do that. Yeah, Hell.
0: Yeah, do that, man.
1: You live. Whether you, yeah. you win, yeah. some,
0: <laughs> you, lose, you lose, son. But you live to fight but another live, day. you live,
1: son. Yeah. You live to fight another day.
0: Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, who's Craig Daddy's name? Pops. Pops, oh, no? yeah, Pops. <laughs> like, go ahead, Pops.
1: If y'all don't like, start beating these nigga's ass. Yeah. Learn how to fight. Yeah. Get your ass in a boxing gym. Uh-huh. like, Or better yet, stop telling these kids to do dumb shit. I'm not going to jump in this soapbox. I'm going do it. Yeah. But y'all to start fighting again. Because conflict is a real thing. We're never going to get rid of conflict. Uh, Niggas gonna get mad at each other till the end of time. That's right. Start punching folks in the mouth.
0: That's right. <laughs> like, Punch them And in stop the mouth.
1: recording it so it can be okay or, when you get punched in the mouth.
0: Or listen, just learn to say, my nigga, you hurt me when you did that. Just Learn to say that. Just it. learn to say, My nigga, you hurt me when you did that. No, nah,
1: but conflict is a real thing that humans need. And yeah. Sometimes you gotta beat a nigga ass. But,
0: but let's get real. Sometimes our culture sometimes it is a our little of embarrassed. Sometimes, you embarrass,
1: fuck, I don't sometimes it's
0: an ego thing. Yeah,
1: a lot of times. You know times. what I'm saying? Now not just us. Don't put that on just us, but I know we're talking to us. Yeah, right
0: now. I'm talking to us right okay. now. Yeah, no, that's everywhere. But like, yeah. they don't, these cops don't run up in these other communities and do this shit. They no, run up in our communities. To. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? We give them license to. Because they feel like, who you gonna tell? This shit is set up to be against you anyway. Yeah. You know, like that's what I say. The door exists already, but we open that motherfucker when we don't. You but know, they we say
1: Wakanda. You out, outsiders can't watch us fight.
0: They can't do that.
1: bro. They sent the white boy down to the the little um, lab <laughs> right. when right. it was time for Killmonger, right? And to to fight, right? No, nah, you can't see this part. That's we at ours It's none of your business.
0: That's gangster. Like yeah, that's gangster, man. So. But yeah, man. Long story short, that's that. I just hope that these shows don't inspire more of that, as opposed to the opposite. Because the Wire existed before this, and it sounds like Baltimore got crazier after the Wire. But that's economics. That's a lot of shit. Yeah. So it's you know it ain't all on the people.
1: A recession also hit after the Wire. So. Ah, yeah, bro.
0: And I'm I. That's why I'm like I hate to see what it's finna be because this is the worst our economy has been since we've been alive.
1: Niggas is hungry.
0: Yeah, the wolves is out there, bro. So yeah. anyway, man. Um. That's that, man. I think I, I think somehow we covered just All about everything <laughs> in the show. Great series. I hope y'all learned something from it, man. You know, uh, uh, um, I I hope that y'all continue to fuck with us on the on the offer, man. Because even though this has gone off, we still doing the offer. Yes, every week. That is the show on Paramount Plus. That is about how they made the Godfather. Uh, it is currently on episode seven I think we just did seven yeah so we have eight nine and ten three more episodes mm-hmm. left so please join us over there on 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 those pods six you want to give more socials
1: yes on Instagram we are grams of snow pod and on Twitter we are grams of snow mm-hmm. and again it, it's okay to say hey can you guys talk about this movie or this show yeah we take suggestions um we, we may not always do it but it's definitely gives us a gauge of what you guys want to see
0: right yeah so Rudy nerd uh I'm just calling you Rudy nerd because that's your ad handle on Twitter but <laughs> Uh, we talked about it. We talked. We talked about the slow yeah. hustle. Just know that uh, that's who recommended it to us.
1: We appreciate um,
0: you very much. Appreciate you, man. It just wasn't enough to give it its own episode, but hopefully, we gave it enough attention here. It is a really good documentary, and if you liked "We Own the City," I encourage you to watch the Slow Hustle on HBO Max. Bet. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. And that's it for this series. Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad six because we don't have to come in here charged up every week anymore.
1: Bless
0: God. We 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 back to just having fun with uh with the offer because we have so much more fun over there.
1: So bless
0: God. Uh, off the soapbox officially. Morning, Will. And uh, catch us on the offer, man. When you don't need your gun, you don't
2: need your straps over there.
1: <laughs> Bye, friends.
2: <laughs> this has been an on-air network production.